common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Joining us now to talk about the latest, especially what's happening in the Red Sea, as there are reports that a British ship is either sinking or has sunk. Uh, is Deputy National Security Advisor under then-President Trump, Victoria Coates. Victoria, uh, great to have you here. The Houthis are stepping up their attacks against U.S. and allied ships. Your thoughts about where this is headed, and I don't know if you heard uh, John Solomon's report at the top of our show. He was talking about how eight different camps now, al-Qaeda, is alive and well, reconstituted, sadly, in Afghanistan. Uh, there are a lot of these bad actors around the world now. No, absolutely. I mean, this is uh, basically free day for, for the terrorists, Rita, and good to be with you <laughs> in these trying times. But, you know, I think in in this case, you're, we can look at the Houthi and what they're up to in the Red Sea. They're being deliberately provocative. They claim they fired on U.S. warships. They probably sank that British container ship. They fired on another ship. So whatever the administration has done over the last three weeks, the Biden administration has not restored any sense of deterrent. So it has been purely defensive and ineffective, and that needs to be called out for what it is. And in terms of al-Qaeda, this was entirely predictable that once we abandoned Afghanistan in 2001 to the Taliban, they would invite their old friends, al-Qaeda, back in, and they would start training there again. And so you're going to see this. You're going to see uh, ISIS in Iraq and Syria start to play a much more aggressive role that you know, when, if you remember when President Trump came in, one of the first things he did was go over to the Pentagon, go to the tank and say, OK, how do we defeat ISIS? And we had a campaign to do that and it was effective. And instead, you know, these, these guys have been accommodated. And unfortunately, you know, the last point here is they all know we have a wide open southern border. So if they want to come into the United States, it's very, very easy for them right now. Yeah. And what about also with uh, Russia and Ukraine, too? Did you hear this today that John Kirby at the State Department um, or actually at the White House now, I should say, he came out and said that there will be some major sanctions package that they'll announce on Friday after the death of that opposition leader. By the way, they just also took an American ballerina also, who is a dual citizen in Russia. She might now sadly become the new Brittany Griner, if you will, in Russia, which is just heartbreaking to hear. But it's like, where are the reactions from this White House? They're so tepid. And as we heard from, you know, the report that we just wrote with John Solomon, we, the State Department's still funding. They're still sending these bad actors. And now some epiphany, maybe we should sanction Russia. Where have they been all this time? Well, this is the whole point. Their sanctions against Russia are ineffective because this Biden administration will not put the truly crushing secondary sanctions on Russia energy exports that would grind that economy to a halt. If you want to end the the uh, Ukraine war in 24 hours, you do that. And you tell China, if you buy Russian energy, you are going to be subject to U.S. sanctions. That's the game changer here. We haven't done it. And they won't do it because the Biden administration wants those barrels, those molecules on the market so that they don't have to produce more uh, energy here at home to keep prices down. So, so that's any action they take for Navalny's death will be, at best, symbolic. And the other thing that was reported today, Rita, was that the Biden administration hadn't gone public 
with the Russian scheme to put nuclear weapons in space, which is bad for a whole bunch of other reasons we can discuss. They didn't go public because they, they had a diplomatic initiative to go through China to get the Russians not to do it. I think this is just ridiculous. This is like a charm offensive. You're not going to get Vladimir Putin to relinquish a you know military capability because you, you say nice things to the communist Chinese. So as you say, it's 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 delusional. They they have no policy. Uh, and you know, the American people, certainly if the Russians are planning on actually fielding this capability, are much less safe for it. Yeah, absolutely. We're talking to uh, former Deputy National Security Advisor Victoria Coates, Judge Weinberg. Victoria, welcome back. Good to talk to you again. My my concern is this: as I watch this and I try to be objective, it seems to me the world is unraveling on a lot of fronts. The common denominator is is weakness in leadership from the Biden administration, a policy of appeasement. The world is becoming more and more dangerous. Aren't there any grown-ups in the White House or in the State Department or the Defense Department or in the security agencies that are trying to tell this administration that appeasement fails It only encourages more aggression and a more dangerous world? Well, I mean, Judge, I wish I had a better answer for you. I know there are elements within particularly our career military who have been trying to sound the alarm, who have been trying to push back, present other options. But the the problem is that for most of national security policy, you know, the commander in chief is the authority. And we have a commander in chief who voluntarily or involuntarily is pretty much abdicating that authority. He's, he's not exercising it. He's not communicating with the American people. He's not you know, laying out any kind of coherent strategy uh, or, or plan from anything from Ukraine to China to the Middle East. And while that you have that rot at the top, it's, it's hard for anybody else to, to play a significant role. You know, uh, Victoria, it just came out, we were talking with Solomon, John Solomon, where he said mm-hmm. it's $2.6 billion from the State Department, essentially, from U.S. different agencies, are going towards these al-Qaeda camps and also going towards Taliban, specifically the Taliban government, knowingly. How could that be? I mean, how could they be doing that to the Taliban at this time with so many things going on in the world? And the Taliban is not our friend, as you know. They call it humanitarian assistance, and they're trying to do it on a historic scale on the most recent supplemental request the president sent up to the Congress, in which there are $9 billion for humanitarian assistance. And for those of us who have delved into this, what we have discovered is that's $9 billion for the Palestinians, for Hamas, for Pidge, for you know all of the uh, alphabet soup of, of terrorists who are active in the Palestinian space. Same thing with the Taliban. You know, the suffering people of Afghanistan, of course, America would love to help, you know, Afghan girls have education. You know, of course. But at this point, the practical reality is if you give that money to the Taliban, they're going to use it for the Taliban. And they have no interest in education for women and girls. So it'd be quite the opposite. So I think, you know, they just have this mindset that if they provide this assistance, people will love us despite you know, basically a hundred years of failure. Uh, Victoria, one last question, uh, and it's a sensitive question. I, I believe I heard uh, that at certain period of time, the CIA hired British intelligence to uh, investigate you. <laughs> this is a very 
very interesting question, Judge. I so my name is on a list of about two dozen folks who about may or may not names. Yeah, uh, may or may not have been surveilled via our what we call our Five Eyes partners. That's Canada, the Brits, Australia, New Zealand, our closest intelligence partnership that the Obama administration encouraged them to interact with us so that the Obama administration could capture those conversations and reveal our identities and, in their minds, reveal our anti-American activities. So, yes, apparently this, this, is, this is going around out there. We at Heritage, I mean, regardless of whether or not I am, am really involved and I have no proof one way or the other, we as Heritage want to expose this for the American people, because if this is true, if foreign intelligence or, uh, apparatus were being used to surveil American citizens because, by law, the American government couldn't, and they were capturing those conversations. I'd like to know who issued that order. It's shocking. Well, the document I have seen, and I, I, I can't speak to it, it is, an un, it is a classified document that is on uh, that is online, uh, but it's the National Security Council. So it's the White House under Obama that was doing this. Wow. Thank you, thank you so much. And uh, may God help us and may God protect the United States of America the way we know it. And you too, Victoria. Amen. And you too. Yeah, Amen. you stay safe. Thank you, Victoria.